I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can subscribe at iTunes. And you can also check them out at HeidiHarris.com. And you can tune in for my live radio show Monday through Friday at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ. I'm on 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So you can't miss me even if you want to. I saw a story out of Reno about a coach who had retired after 40 years of coaching. And it wasn't because of the kids. The man clearly had a passion for coaching. It was because the parents were driving him crazy. And when you think about what's happening with Facebook, social media, parents who go in to school and demand that teachers raise their kids' grades or, you know, everybody gets a trophy, all this thinking, how could it not be an issue with coaching? Why is my kid not getting to play as much? You know, why isn't my kid the star? All of that. So I wanted to talk to a local coach in Las Vegas and kind of get his perspective and talk to him about what he sees and what parents are doing wrong. And some parents aren't involved at all with their kids. And now I guess coaches are expected to be counselors, parents, everything other than actual coaches. So joining me this morning is coach Jack Concannon. He is the head football coach at the Meadows School here in Las Vegas. He's been coaching for 32 years, loves the kids, and certainly has an interesting perspective because he's coached at the fancier schools, some of the lower income schools. And you know, it's funny how parents don't ever seem to change. Welcome, Coach, to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. Appreciate you being here. Heidi, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So when you saw this story about Ed Shepard, you probably weren't real surprised because you've coached at various levels, whether it's inner city or now, of course, you coach at a fancier school. Tell me about how the parents are acting and how they've changed over the last 30-something years of your career. Well, you know, the, the, it used to be that parents would be shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder with a coach, with a teacher, with whoever it might be, they would, you know, certainly in my case, when I was growing up, I, you know, my coach was another set of eyes that was telling my parents, and there was no difference between that coach saying something and the truth. It was exactly what. Isn't they that asked. true? Because when we were kids, we got in a lot worse trouble from our parents than we ever got in our teachers. Right? We would have been shamed getting in trouble by the by the teachers. Absolutely, they would come in shoulder to shoulder. Now. It's adversarial. It really is. From the beginning, I mean, almost every little thing from, uh, I mean, I, I was a third grade teacher for quite a while in my career. And, and uh, you know, it was adversarial coming in. I go, what, have you, have you seen your child try to write? I go, ask him to write a note, whatever it might be. <laughs> but they wanted to be upset about things. And, and that seems to be the way, and I think you hit on it when you're talking about social media, and the the immediate impact that everybody needs uh, and and now has access to uh, gives them the right to spout off when they want where they want. So thinking about what's being said sometimes is uh, passe. It's it's not around anymore. We just we just you know kind of go for it. We're speaking with Coach Jack and Cannon from Meadow School. You know, I'm wondering, is it because the parents don't want to spend the time with their child and maybe they're not aware of their, child, uh, their child's inability to read? Or is it because they just don't want to admit that their child has issues? Because I certainly know people like that who have kids in their late teens and 20s and they are loath to admit there's anything wrong with their little angels. Is that what it comes down to? Well, that's a that is a part of it. That is a part of it, and you know, and, and how dare you? And it's and it's your fault. You're supposed to change in 45 minutes a day, the other 23 you know hours and 15 minutes that, <laughs> that this kid's alive. What do you do with parents who are frustrated? And I know lots of parents who have been that their kids not getting enough playing time. How do you handle those kind of parents? Sometimes the kids just not good enough, and the parents don't want to admit that. 
you know, for the longest time, it's it's always been put the kid first. And in my humble opinion, it is. I I always say keep your eye on the ball, and the eye on the ball is keep it on the kid, on each kid, and uh, you know each you know student athlete that you have, and getting them to be successful. Now, uh, one of the things that I ask all of my assistant coaches to do is be on the lookout for people and make sure you put them in a position to succeed. And you know what? Sometimes that doesn't mean being the star of the team. You know, that if they were put into the role of captain or the role of, of superstar in football, the role of quarterback, they wouldn't be able to handle it because they're not athletically ready. We, you know, we as coaches judge this, see this on an everyday basis. Parents come to the game and say, I want, my, I want Johnny to be the star. Well, you know, not everybody gets to be the star. And and do you realize that for the star to function, he has to have a lot of supporting cast and supporting players that are getting wonderful lessons taught to them about about athletics, about sports, about what it does. Why does it drive our society? Why is it something that we have in our background that makes us stronger human beings? Those kinds of things. And we forget about that because my son didn't get as many touchdowns as the other my the guy down the you know, sitting at the other end of the bleachers, his son got one, and my kid didn't. You have parents that want every little thing, and they're watching every little thing uh, from the seconds that they played. My kid played 17 seconds less than somebody else's kid. Wow. Uh, you know, those kind of things. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where you have nothing. You have no parental support. You have absolutely nothing uh, to where kids are complaining because, you know, you come up to him on their birthday and say, happy birthday, what kind of cake do you, are you getting? And he goes, ah, oh, I don't get cake. They never, they never remember. You know, wow. There's, there's both ends of, of that. And you put coach in the middle uh, trying, to play, trying to play dad, trying to play uh, role model. How much of this do you think comes from the everybody gets a trophy generation? I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't graduate from kindergarten. For heaven's sake, Coach, we went from kindergarten to first grade. <laughs> I, I actually had a neighbor the other day. I was stopping and walking my dogs and talking to a little girl in the neighborhood who's about six. And I said, oh, what a cute bike that is. And she goes, oh, I got that for my graduation. She's probably six, Coach. Graduation <laughs> from what? Because you can put the lid on a marker. So now I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, we've got a whole generation of kids who expect adults to salute when they get out of bed to go to school and all these things. Is that part of it? It, it, is, it is absolutely part of it. And it is, I need recognition for my child. What has been, what is missed in all of that. And I, I had a particular case this year where I had parents contacting me on whether or not they should attend an assembly because is their son going to get an award? And this is a family I've been dealing with for quite a long time, and I have a very, very strong relationship with. So I went to the coaches of the team that he participated on and said, is he going to get one of the awards? And it's like, no, no, we've decided something else. So I, I was honest with them. I went back and said, you know what, no, he's not going to get an award this time. And I got an email that was so long, you know, tearing me up one side and down the other about how, how – this can't happen. They don't. They don't care when someone else's kid doesn't get the award and their kid does, as long as their kid gets all the marbles. That that is correct, and I think it gets right back to, to like you're talking about is, is we celebrate everything um, in, instead of celebrating participation. But well, we have to give participation a participation trophy because they're not getting enough by just participating, just being part of a team. 
certainly when you hear about some of the great coaches in athletics throughout the years, the coaches have taught a lot of integrity. They've taught character and things like that. And it seems as if the parents don't want that. They don't want the kids to have a tough time and actually learn some life lessons. They just want you to pat them on the back and tell them how great they are. And that's very, very tough because sometimes the coach may be the last person to get a hold of these kids before they go and maybe become professional athletes. Somebody needs to be honest with them and build some character because after they get into the NFL, if they do, nobody's going to tell them anything other than, hey, how great they are, right? All of us have a list of people that have been a first-round draft pick that played for us, that have made it to the major leagues, that you know, that, that participated in the NBA, wherever it is. But yet, just because we're a school teacher too, you must not really be the expert. And uh, you know, my I have a, I have a buddy that I teach with that was at Cimarron High School here for a long time, who's now uh, coached with me, and and uh, and and we we laugh all the time. We always say, "Wow, we we should write a book," because. The things that we say that, that all of a sudden come back to us because it was said by an outsider said this, and it's all of a sudden a revelation. You know? <laughs> and, 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 and there really is no substitute for hard work. Uh, that's still number one in athletics is you still got to be able to, to work out on a consistent basis. You have to have yourself fit. All of those kinds of things. And, and it takes somebody with keys to open up a gym and to make those kinds of things happen. And our society still is looking for that shortcut. Not all of our kids make it to the NFL. Heck, everybody would be a coach if everybody's kids made it to the pro sports. <laughs> of you course. Know, those are the three secrets to coaching, by the way. Talent, talent, and talent. <laughs> if, you have, if you have good players, boy, you can, be a, you can be a good coach. It's been proven time and time again that being a part of, of a team and understanding teams is something that you're uh, – you know, your Fortune 500 companies are looking for. My son in particular, who's now in his 30s, you know, when he tested with this, this company that he's working for, he tested off the charts. And they said, where did you get that? He goes, I got that from playing high school football. I wouldn't have had the same love for the game of football that I have had I not had to go through what I went through. And then, you know, by the time I was a senior at UNLV, we were winning nine games a year. It doesn't happen very often these at this time, this around now. So Right. Um, well, you learned the right lessons early, and I know you're trying to impart those lessons on your kids now, and it's it's a shame to see great, devoted coaches like this coach on Reno, Ed Shepard, and, and others throughout the country who have just given up, thrown up their hands in disgust and given up. They have so much to offer, and they just get to the point where they're just done, and it's just sad. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, I, I have seen it. I have, I've had it on a you know, sitting in a seat on a bus next to me where I'm looking at a, a, a longtime friend, longtime coaching person, and I saw the tank run empty, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was just, and he was done. I, I, w- I was talking about it was a final game of a year in the playoffs where we lost, and I was immediately talking about next year and what we have to do and, you know, the same excitement that I've had for, you know, well, for way too long, <laughs> it seems like, and, uh, and I could – look in his eyes and go, wait a minute, you're not coaching, are you? Anyway, I haven't told anybody yet, but no, I'm not. And, uh, and it's, it's a, you know, it's a shame. It is a shame that we, we take these people that have all this tremendous knowledge and, and then we get them, we get them off of what they do best. You know, a lot of times in, in education, uh, it happens to make yourself financially set. You have to move up and move out of the classroom and become an administrator. In, in coaching, we move them off the sidelines and 
and make them uh, somebody who's used to be a coach. And uh, and and that's hard because they've they're the ones that have paved the way for a lot of people. Uh, and, and consequently, and a result result of that, uh, there aren't the term young coach doesn't really happen very often because they get themselves into this and they get out. Mm. This is crazy. They they you know they get out. Yeah, and, or they they go at it haphazardly. Yeah, and to your point, Coach, you know, there are people who have a specific lane that they're supposed to be in in life. You know, you don't have to necessarily be a superstar, whether you're a singer, a dancer, a coach, uh, you know, whatever, talk show host. You may not be the biggest thing out there, but that may be the lane that God has for you, and you need to be content in that. You need to constantly try to be better at what you do, but you also need to find some contentment and say, you know, I don't care about being an administrator. I don't care if there's more money in it. I feel better out on the field with these kids or whatever it might be. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm working a youth camp at my school. Uh, right now I had a class of second and third graders, a class of fourth and fifth graders, and a class of sixth graders in my gym doing uh, fitness things for the first day, and I had never seen these kids, and they've never seen me. And uh, one kid asked, says, why are you doing this? And I said, because I'm a firm believer in if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And believe it or not, I love this. Right, <laughs> right. He, he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> you know? But I know there's a bunch of people that are out there that understand that, that, that that's it. That you, You're correct. This, this is the way to find your lane that you, that you spoke about. And, and uh, trust me, in my, in, in my lifetime, I've tried many, many avenues to get there. And uh, it always led back to somehow to coaching and uh, coaching young people. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a shame when someone, I mean, now it's getting to where you're talking about groups of, of coaches that are saying, that's it, I'm done. And, um, and that, that's up. You know, they are not going to be replaced easily. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's true. Not if they've got nothing to look forward to. Coach Concanon, great talking to you. Thank you for your perspective. I really appreciate it. It sounds like you really found your passion, and I love the fact that you've stuck with it all these years. I know it's not easy, no matter what your passion in life may be, when you get kicked around and things don't always work out the way you expect them to. I love the fact that you stuck with it because that passes on so many lessons about character to your kids, and thank you very much for your enthusiasm, continuing enthusiasm. It's not easy to be enthusiastic about something you've been doing for 32 years but you're still doing it and I appreciate that love every minute of it it's great and I really appreciate the opportunity thank you I really wanted you to get a chance to hear what this coach had to say especially in light of the fact that so many of them are leaving because you parents act like jerks let's be honest that's what it's all about <laughs> Tune in for my daily live show, Monday through Friday, on 670 AM KMZQ in Las Vegas. I'm on 9 to 10 AM, Monday through Friday. Don't miss it. Also, sign up for my free newsletter at HeidiHarris.com, and you can get a copy of my book there. The link is there at HeidiHarris.com, and my podcasts, of course, are up there. You can also subscribe at iTunes, so you can't get away from me even if you want to. Until we meet again, remember... Stay in your lane, <laughs> and you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.